Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Airflow Podcast, brought to you by Astronomer. We're excited to bring you our first in-person interview in this new episode. This time, we met up with Yarek Podiuk in New York City to discuss his recent commitment to the project, Airflow Breeze. As you'll hear, Breeze is an awesome contribution that helps lower the barrier to entry for Airflow contributors and helps improve developer productivity by a massive margin. It was a pleasure hearing Yarek's perspective on what led to its creation, and we were lucky enough to sit down with him for this conversation just minutes after Breeze had been merged into the core project. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's interview with Yarek. All right. Hello, everyone. We are here live in New York City with Yarek um, from Polydia. Um, this is the first Airflow podcast episode we've done in person, so we're yeah. excited to get the conversation going here. It's um, almost like we should like... Yeah, I'm um, also excited. That's the first podcast ever I take part in. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be awesome. Big things all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. And, and we're kind of doing this um, in the wake of the merge of Breeze, so we wanted to talk to Yarek about um, his project, uh, Breeze. It's a Breeze to develop on Airflow. Great slogan. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to dive in there. It was merged, you said, 15 minutes ago or so. Yes, yes. I just clicked merge literally <laughs> 15 minutes minutes ago. I still have to cherry pick it to like 1.10 branch. Beautiful. It's on the progress, on pro- in progress, but it's uh, yeah, on the way. Awesome, awesome. Cool, cool. So we can dive in. Um, I know you gave a talk at, at the Airflow Meetup in New York last night about Breeze um, to, to a bunch of us, and, and a lot of it was really valuable. Me personally, I'm kind of in the initial stages of learning how to develop on Airflow, right? Like make changes and, and you know, uh, I think it will be a really big thing for the community generally as well um, to kind of evangelize Airflow development, right? Like make it more accessible to developers and um, yes. less off-putting or intimidating maybe is a better word. Yes, yes. That's uh, the, the breeze uh, came out of a frustration we had when we joined the project a year ago. Uh, about the, like how difficult it is to learn the ropes and start working uh, on on Airflow, uh, and uh, we figured out uh, good ways and uh, how to improve our productivity, and we thought it's great to share this with the uh, with the community uh, because we understood how difficult it is for a casual developer who just want to fix something, uh, one line of code, and to start running the tests. To make the environment that is really useful, that was really difficult and frustrating and intimidating, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Before we kind of dive too deeply into Breeze, um, for everyone who is on the mailing list, uh, do you want to just kind of introduce yourself and kind of uh, the company you work at and uh, what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Jarek, Jarek Potiuk. Uh, I am a principal software engineer uh, at Polydia, which is a software house in, in Warsaw, in Poland. Uh, we are working on many different things, uh, starting from hardware, firmware embedded to mobile applications. And fairly recently, like two years, uh, we work on, on cloud tools. And Airflow, Airflow is one of our uh, beloved, beloved projects that we work on. We have a team of right now five people working on Airflow. Uh, and, uh, and we have two Apache committers. I'm one of the Apache committers uh, in our team. Uh, and uh, and we love to work on Apache Airflow to see the to work with the community uh, which is there, and we would like to help growing to grow to grow the community. Yeah, that's that was the one of the reasons why why we wanted to merge Breeze as well. Yeah, 
Um, so can you tell us a little more about your background? Seems like you've kind of been, if you're doing everything from firmware design all the way up to airflow stuff in the cloud, like I imagine you've kind of been around the block a few times. Yeah, like the, so during like personally, I'm an engineer with like quite a long of experience. Uh, my career started in 90s, so it's a long time ago. Uh, uh, and I worked in telecommunication environment, uh, like backend development for telecommunication projects. Uh, I've worked with, uh, uh, with Google. I was a tech lead manager at Google, working on different things, starting from Android through like some mapping solutions uh, internally for, for Google. Uh, then I started uh, to work on mobile payment applications uh, uh, in a startup in Poland. And finally, uh, I started uh, together with my friend Polidia, uh, uh, a software house in Poland, and we work on like a bunch of different things, starting initially from mobile application development. That was our main focus at the 10 years ago when we started, um, but now expanded into the embedded uh, world and into, into, into cloud tools. So we have like a full stack from embedded development up to the, the cloud, and we can develop everything uh, in between. Great. How many engineers do you have working at Lydia? We have 70 people, 50, 60 of them, between 50 and 60 of them are engineers. Uh, and all of them working in one place in Polydia, in, in, in Warsaw, in Poland. Cool. Great. That's super cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So kind of, uh, you want to kind of start with what got you interested in Airflow um, and what kind of made you start developing on the project? Mm. Okay. There, there are a few things. We started to work on cloud projects more or less two years ago. Uh, and uh, we started to... Uh, see the, the potential for our company to work on, on cloud, which was picking up the steam at that time. And we realized how big potential it has. Uh, so we thought like we have to enter this environment and we started working on, on some projects together with, uh, with uh, our friends at Google, uh, like Dataproc, Apache Beam, this, we, we work on this, these projects. And then, and then we started, uh, and after some time when we built a relationship and we built a team of engineers, who, which is uh, uh, fairly experienced now in, in Google Cloud Platform and in Cloud general, cloud in general, uh, we saw Airflow as a next uh, big thing in workflow processing. Uh, that's, uh, we, 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 I, we saw like Google, Google going to uh, Composer. So uh, creating a service out of Airflow, they also had some, uh, like we helped Google to build uh, integration with, uh, uh, of Airflow with Google Cloud Platform to make, it, to make Composer much more accessible for, uh, with, uh, for, for developers who using it, uh, who wants to communicate with other Google Cloud Platform services. And that's how it started. We joined, uh, we started to work on, uh, on Airflow. Uh, we saw how many things can be improved, and this is like my uh, beloved thing to do, like to see what we can improve when, when we work uh, uh, as developers. We would like to be more efficient, more productive in what we do. And we saw how many things we can improve, and we started doing that pretty much independently of any other work that we've done for, for Airflow. Uh, and I was so insistent, persistent, that I, finally I became a committer and uh, uh, and yeah, my my uh, my focus on this part on uh, development environment, continuous integration, uh, 
that's something that I'm, I'm primarily focusing on right now. Sure, yeah. From, from your talk last night, just from kind of getting to know you a little bit, it seems that developer productivity is very important to you. Um, can you talk a little bit about the glaring issues that you saw with the Airflow commit process when you first kind of started working on it that kind of led you to Breeze? Yes, so the first thing when you are, you, when you were a new developer up to up to like a month ago, uh, your first experience when you wanted to run tests was like you wanted to set up the environment and from the description, from the uh, steps that you would follow, it took quite a long time to set up, sometimes even a few days, depending on your initial environment, uh, because things weren't easily installable, it wasn't working super fast, and like the environment was, uh, was difficult to understand how it works, because it has so many different parts. Uh, and then uh, running tests, especially on, on the environment, uh, were painfully long if you just followed the standard instructions. Uh, you need to understand a lot of like wizardry and sorcery inside of the of, of, of Airflow before you could actually make your work efficient. And for example, uh, repeat running the test several times without the, the additional overhead and time needed to set up the database. So we saw that when our team started that it really takes us days to become uh, productive and being able to efficiently work uh, or week, weeks even to efficiently work with it and and work out some kind of way of working iteratively with the code. Uh, and we saw like that's, that's not really necessary, it's too complex. So let's simplify it. Well, actually let's make it more complex internally so that it's super simple for the actual user, uh, developer being the user of that. Uh, and that's, that, was, that was really the thing. Uh, it was very closely connected to the continuous integration environment that we had, which has its own problems, and we are also working on fixing that uh, together with, uh, with other uh, Airflow committers. Uh, but the, the, the kind of first experience for first-time user, that was uh, the first-time developer, that was something that was really intimidating. Uh, it was it was really difficult for us, and then we thought, yeah, let's make it really easy. Sure. Yeah, I definitely want to go back, touch back on the CI part of it um, a little bit later sure. in conversation once we get there, because I, I thought that was really interesting what you brought up last night about um, kind of how Airflow and Apache projects generally handle CI, yeah. um, and like kind of the direction that it's moving in. Um, but yeah, do you, do you want, do, yeah. So I guess. Uh, it's hard to talk about this, right? Because it's the uh, secret tosses in the code, right? But what, what makes Breeze kind of uh, as easy, at, as, as good of an experience as it is, you know? Like, what, are, what is the kind of fundamentals of what you've built on, and how is that different from what you used to have to do? Um, okay, so first, uh, first thing, we have a, a maintainable and updatable Docker image, which mm -hmm. is an incremental build. So we don't, you don't have to repeat the whole process of building the Docker file, which usually takes a lot of time, and especially in Airflow case, it's a, it's a long process to build the whole Docker file. Uh, so with every change of the code, pretty much you had to rebuild the whole image before. So I had to make uh, changes uh, to the Docker file and the way how we are building it. Uh, and uh, that was the main, uh, main point initially. Uh, and that was kind of a prerequisite for all the other changes. And secondly, what was uh, really difficult is like running tests inside uh, in the way that, uh, uh, that there is no overhead connected with like database reset at the very beginning uh, without uh, with understanding which tests could be run, running the test selectively 
because all the CI environment and Docker file were created in the way that they were good for running the whole suite of tests rather than individual tests. And that's, that didn't really correspond well with the, the way how you normally work as a developer. You want to run a subset of tests or one test repeat, repetitively when you fix the code and try to see if, if, if what you, what you solve solves the problem and if all the tests are fixed. Um, and then this kind of repetitive cycle was not really built in the environment uh, that we had before. That wasn't really, like, there was a lot of things that you had to do again and again every time you tried to run the test. And, and all this, uh, this part is now, like, fully automated. So you don't have to mess around with the scripts, modify them on the fly before you run something in order to get this uh, quick, repetitive cycle on, on tests. Yeah. So I want to circle back to something you said a little bit ago, where as a developer, it's not intimidating to kind of tackle this uh, giant gorilla now. Um, I remember when I started, first started using Airflow, I found it really intuitive to write hooks and operators, you know? But uh, I've stayed far away and still have from like core things, right? Like fixing the scheduler and stuff. Um, do you think Breeze will kind of encourage more people to start making commits to kind of core Airflow as well as some of the ancillary components or the connectors? Uh, I, I truly hope so, yes, because uh, operators and hooks are only, like, the, they're like, this is the big strength of Airflow that you have so many hooks and operators, and it's it's fantastic that people can contribute their own uh, hooks and operators. That's one thing, and I, I was very much into that, like, that Breeze was really, if you have some operators and hooks that you wrote, you can bring them in more easily right now, because you, it's, it's easier to test them. But the core parts are also important, and we have... So, so many, uh, um, so many small problems that are not solved and people just con just saying, yeah, that's a problem and posting a Jira issue where they could, in theory, fix that if they are developers. Mm -hmm. uh, but right now it was fairly difficult to understand like even what kind of, which tests you should run and how they're named. And with things like, you know, like autocomplete for running the, the environment, autocomplete for running the tests, it's, it's much more easier and intuitive and less intimidating to really start. And then you don't really have to know all the ins and outs, uh, how, how this works. It just, it just works. That's the idea. Still, I'm sure there will be some thieving problems right now after I emerge today. So like I expect uh, that's a, maybe not fully coincidence, but we have the workshop today at, at New York Times uh, with uh, Airflow developers where we will try Breeze with more people. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to learn a lot of, from that. So expect some fixes coming in the next few days, <laughs> most likely, uh, because things will not work exactly as I wanted because it's tested in a smaller environment. But, but I still think it's, uh, it's, uh, it will be much, much easier right, right now for those uh, contributors, new contributors to contribute the code, even to the core of it. Yeah. And uh, I actually, at the meetup yesterday here at the New York uh, uh, City, uh, I've learned that a lot of people have their own code that they would like to contribute, and they have their own errors they didn't report. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, have, they, they are solving them on their own. If they can solve it for everyone, that would be a great win for, uh, for the whole community. Sure, definitely. So, so maybe let's dive into some of the some of the very impressive numbers. Um, how long did the test take to run before? Uh, yeah, well, uh, it, of course it depends. But there was an, an overhead for just starting the environment, which was like seven minutes, even after you had all the images and everything installed locally. Then you have to when you started it. Uh, that was 
really intimidating because when you started the environment, all the requirements have to be reinstalled every time you started it, which is uh, like a pain. Uh, and especially it, now, we have more and more requirements. It takes more and more time. Uh, so initially, it was even like the seven minutes, which I mentioned before, yesterday, that was even after some corrections, uh, which I've done. But it was more than that. It was like 20 minutes, really, because uh, if you wanted to install like Cassandra driver, which was optimized for speed, it, it took like 10 minutes just to run this, just to install this. So that's, that was really something that you would have to understand all the ins and outs to, 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 to cut down if you wanted to optimize this experience and not have to reinstall everything from the scratch. It was possible, but you had to know how to do that. And even if you describe it, like I think most of the people don't read the documentation. We have a very good documentation for Breeze, but I understand that people will not be reading the documentation. <laughs> That's the usual thing that happens. So just you really nobody reads anything. Yeah. just assume that so that <laughs> with the first experience you want to have as, as good as possible when you just start environment in, in a way like one script you started and you expect it, it should work and it should be optimized for your iteration speed. And that's, that's, what, uh, that's the goal that I want to achieve. And uh, I think we are really very close to that. Definitely, definitely. And then you can, Breeze allows you to run those individual tests as well, right? Yes. Like in a much, much quicker way. Yes. Um, than before, I know like some of our internal Airflow developers like are constantly dealing with like waiting for tests to run when they want to merge like changes into Airflow and things like that. You know, that takes like, what, like two plus hours sometimes. Yes, yes. But that's more related to the continuous integration oh, environment. Yeah, okay. uh, the, and waiting for that, yes, that's that's long, and but that's another story. We can we can just go to that story uh, later. Yeah, sure. Uh, about the CI, uh, so it does the the change which I've done doesn't improve much at the, the time of I needed to run the whole suite on the backend. Mm -hmm. Not yet, but it's kind of builds a foundation. Uh, when we switch to another CI system, we will be able to run those tests in uh, much faster sure, for various yeah. reasons. Uh, so we will uh, uh, like the. the the change I have done was also meant to improve the CI. It's not there yet. It does improve uh, a bit, like maybe you know, like 10, 15 percent. But but we're going to have much more, much faster builds uh, fairly soon, I hope. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, jump into the CI bit right now, right? Like, yeah. uh, I think it leads really nicely into like uh, now that the foundation is there for Breeze, right? Like, what do you want to build on top of? You know, like how? What is the uh, what does the next version of Breeze look like? You know, like what are you excited to kind of make it even easier for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Breeze itself, I think it's fairly uh, complete in, 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 in a number of ways. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I expect rather fixes and, and uh, some, uh, solving some problems that uh, a group of people will have which we didn't experience so far. Uh, adding new stuff is not really needed. It's just handles all the basics. That's uh, that that's that's cool. But now, like I would definitely switch the focus to the CI bit, mm -hmm. uh, which is not necessarily related to Breeze. It's more related to this new Docker environment that I built, which is a foundation for both Breeze and the the CI changes. And so, uh, so the first thing that we need to solve uh, quickly, I think, uh, is to make uh, make the builds run faster in general. Uh, the problem we have right now is that the builds are being, are queuing. So we have a, uh, we run our tests on Travis CI infrastructure, which is provided by Apache Foundation. And this infrastructure is shared with many other projects. And we don't really 
um, have a lot of uh, goodwill from Travis CI to increase that and uh, Apache infrastructure is not really willing spending time on, on improving that part. They are rather uh, they are rather relying on the projects themselves to improve their infrastructure, which is fair. I mean, the, uh, we are, I think we're fourth, fourth biggest, biggest project in Apache Software Foundation uh, for number of CPU uh, or CPU, amount of CPU used for, for CIs on CI on Travis. And we need to uh, really think if it's necessary, that's the first thing, whether we can improve that. And secondly, whether we can find and found uh, and fund our own uh, CPU time, uh, which is not shared with others, but something that is exclusively for Airflow. Because right now the problem is the builds are queued because we have not enough jobs to run in parallel. Because otherwise we would be starving other projects uh, for Apache Software Foundation. So right now we it's limited, and sometimes when you have five or six people uh, committing their changes and making pull requests, uh, all the builds queue and you can have like five or six hours waiting until the build is finished on Travis because it was waiting for five other builds mm -hmm. uh, in the meantime. And that's, and that's not acceptable long term, especially uh, we are going to 2.0 right now and there will be a lot more changes coming, I'm, I'm, I presume for different new features from different people. Maybe we'll get more contributors because of, because of Breeze that will increase the number of pull requests. So we really have to cope with that. Yeah. Uh, and we have some plans for that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, do I don't know, do you want to talk about those plans? To, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, was just, I was just teasing. <laughs> I was just teasing, of course. Yeah, so the, uh, uh, one, the work that is in progress is... Uh, First of all, these changes about changing the Docker images, they actually made it possible to easily migrate to another uh, CI system because everything is now Docker, fully Docker composed based, uh, fairly independent from the actual machines that are running it. So we don't require Travis per se, you can run it on any system right now. Um, and, uh, and this is already done. Uh, and we are, I'm trying right now to uh, two possibilities. Uh, first possibility will be to run uh, GitLab CI uh, environment, to run our test in GitLab CI environment, and uh, not in the GitLab CI, because uh, GitLab CI provides, uh, I think, 50,000 uh, minutes uh, per project per month for open source projects through, uh, of their own workers, but that wouldn't be enough for us. Uh, uh, but we also have... Uh, 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 credits donated by uh, by Google. So Google, with their composer, uh, they are so kind that they provided us uh, first of all once-off uh, uh, bunch of credits that we can use to run things on Google Cloud Platform. And once we make it works, and once we see once we see how much it is, they also promise to work on kind of recurring recurring credits that they can donate to Apache, uh, to, to Airflow. Um, and uh, we will run a combined GitLab CI running tests on Kubernetes cluster run in, uh, in Google environment, which is kind of a very nice environment, which after discussion in DevList, everyone is in favor of. Uh, or uh, quite recently, like maybe a week ago, uh, GitHub uh, added the uh, possibility of running CI uh, on GitHub Actions, and that's something also that we want to explore. We 
I'm, I don't think this would be like the, the capacity of GitHub Actions will be uh, will be enough for us, but we will try it nevertheless to see to see how it works and whether we can achieve something by going to GitLab CI and uh, and Kubernetes cluster. We can achieve several things. We can achieve uh, running more builds in parallel because this is the all the cool stuff about the new types of environments that we have for running. Kubernetes allows us auto scaling, so we can have a fairly cheap environment which will only be uh, the, the machines will only be started when needed when the builds are actually running or waiting in the queue and then they can run in parallel so that's the one thing and secondly we can also build it on uh, use bigger machines to build because we have full control on what kind of cluster nodes we are using uh, so we can run it on bigger machines with bigger cpu bigger ram and optimize the experience so that uh, the builds itself will take much less time uh, i have some Quite some experience in similar, similar uh, working for similar thing for for commercial projects that we worked on. We like from the past the experience we we sped up for just to give you an example of speed up that you can achieve. Uh, we worked on a custom Android OS build uh, and we uh, developed the whole CI environment as from Polydia. We developed the the whole CI environment for. For a big company that was um, uh, doing this custom uh, OS development for Android, uh, it was for financial, for tablet, for like payment tablet. And from typical, uh, let's say, an hour, 40 minutes build for Android OS, uh, we cut it down to 20 minutes. Wow. That was a huge improvement. That, that actually wow. enabled us to, uh, to, um, to run it for every pull request. That was like, I think that's the only environment at that time, maybe in the world, that you actually run all the tests for Android, everything, uh, and build uh, in, <laughs> for every pull request. And we, that was necessary for the security reasons. Uh, and, and we've done that uh, with some, with some, like that, that costed a lot of money to run it. Uh, but, uh, but it was possible because we have this custom environment that work on rather than, uh, than CI, Travis CI, which provides only two CPU machines with seven yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Everything in the cloud just makes it easier. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and Kubernetes especially for, yeah. for managing the kind of workload, scaling up and down, that's, uh, that's just, just works. And especially with GitLab, which has uh, like uh, almost native integration with, with, uh, with, with Kubernetes, it just takes a few clicks and sure. you got it up and running. Yeah. yeah. So it seems like you're really, I mean, with all this stuff coming together, right? Like Breeze, just easier, easier development environment. Um, maybe the CI changes that are coming up soon. Um, building Airflow, or like at, at least the progress of which, or the, the pace at which we can build Airflow will accelerate, right? Like the That's pace really cool. at which you can get new code merged, get new code, code committed, and maybe um, onboard new committers will, will just be much improved, right? Yes, yes. Um, so with that in mind, what do you see happening to Airflow over the next year? Um, I know you guys are working on some stuff that's that, that's coming down the pipe that I'd love to hear a little bit more about with the hooks and operators. Mm -hmm. um, what in your in your vision, what's Airflow two look like? Oh, uh, Airflow three, <laughs> no, <laughs> four. Yeah. Uh, just just one one thing before before we go back sure, to yeah. that. Uh, there is also one more improvement uh, that actually was implemented already, uh, and and we are finishing uh, some last steps of that. Uh, also related to development speed, which is the, the pre-commit framework. So something that so pre-commit framework allows you to run all the 
static code checks before you commit it. And that's also another thing to make it much faster iterations because you don't have to wait for Travis CI to run all those tests. You can very easily enable it and have it run only on a small part of what you are doing. So that's that's another small improvement that that that, would, that, that we implemented. And, and that's part of, that's part of Breeze, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it's 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 uh, let's say it's also based on the same uh, Docker file foundation that was mm -hmm. implemented first, gotcha. but that's another kind of improvement which is is just very very much parallel. And Breeze is also integrated with that, so we can use Breeze to easily run those those the same pre-commit checks out okay. as well. I think that's what I was thinking before when I was asking about test yes. speed yes. improvement. Like, yes. you can run the tests. Yes. Like mobile, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but those are the kind of static tests, not right. really yeah. the, the automated tests that, oh, yeah. that, that we're talking about. So like both automated tests and the static code checks now can be is very easily sure. run locally, and then that's super. Uh, so going back to to Airflow to zero, it's really up to the community to decide what's in the app into zero. Uh, I have my own ideas, but I'm just one of the committers and yeah. mostly focused on. Uh, on the CI, on the development environment, and Google Cloud Platform. This is our main area of, of focus. Uh, and, and kind of integration with Composer as well. Uh, and there are a number of, but from, from our point of view, there are a number of things that even in the last episode of, 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 uh, of the podcast, of the Airflow post, the podcast, James Malone was talking about. So there are things that... Uh, are totally in line with the, like what community requires, what Google requires for Composer, what everybody wants to get done. And these are there are a few things that uh, I know a number of people, are, a number of committers are working on. And first of all, uh, the biggest win for uh, for Airflow, or the biggest thing that can improve lives of of the users, not developers this time, but the users. Is, is persistency of DAGs mm -hmm. uh, because right now this is the like the biggest pain point that yeah. uh, DAGs are being parsed all the time by all the uh, components uh, and uh, just saving uh, parsed status and the structure of the DAG into the database it's something that will be really useful for many different uh, usages one, one like to make the whole setup much less fragile it is now fragile because you have several points of synchronization, like the database and the and the file system, and they never synchronize at the same time, and you don't keep the history, and that's that's real pain. So persistency will solve all of that, but it also has surprising uh, improvements for like the UI, which can use the database directly. So yeah. then, as a next step from that, uh, and that's something that everyone wants as well. This will open up the possibility of. Uh, of implementing the multi-tenant approach so that parts of uh, the same inst installation of Airflow can be accessed by different people in a secure way. So that right now there is Airbag for UI, but it's only on, it only works on the UI level. If you have access to DAGs and modify DAGs, you can basically access the whole system. Yeah. There is no way to prevent that. Mm -hmm. And when you when we like separate or put the parsing into the persistent uh, database and then make sure that the code is only executed uh, in isolated uh, areas, that opens up the possibility of, of splitting that uh, several tenants and have them really separated. And that's something that pretty much everyone in the community wants. Uh, every, uh, like that there are a lot of stakeholders who would like to get this uh, implemented. And, and, and there are 
people working on that from different directions and even some there are some like maybe not competing but some different implementations uh, like there is a Google effort right now to contribute uh, what they have done uh, to persistency in Composer as a kind of interim solution uh, for which can be even uh, retrofitted to like 1.10 line uh, and there is a work on going on that and uh, lots of people are reviewing and uh, this, this, this particular pull request. I hope that's going to be, that, well, for sure, that's going to be part of 1.5, 1.10.5 release, which is going to be there sometime later. Uh, and uh, and uh, we, but there is also the effort run by um, mostly astronomer guys here, that, so thanks for doing that. Uh, so there is Ash uh, and a few other people like uh, Kaxil, uh is also involved in that. So they are working on making a long-term solution for that comes to .0, which uh, which will supplement or replace the the, the simpler solution for 1.10 with the same kind of uh, goal. Uh, and that's that's something really important that should be implemented as soon as possible. Yeah, I think it all sets stage for uh, makes it easier down the line, like a full Airflow API. You know, kind of. Uh, Giving that part of the developer experience as yeah. well. Um, that's that's the change that I'm really looking forward to as well because I think that'll open up a whole slew of doors for people like writing DAGs without necessarily ever interacting with Airflow directly. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. API as well, and API is also like there are many companies that we hear that they build a UI on top of uh, the Android the Airflow UI because Airflow UI is, is really like or somebody who understands all the details, but you want to write a simple version of that, mm -hmm. uh, usually for different teams managing different parts of, of your DAGs, for example. And lots of companies are doing that. An API which will allow to interact with the whole um, database and with all the features of Android might be super useful for, uh, for, that, for yeah. that purpose. We're really, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped for that too, because yeah. it will just it will open up a whole round of possibilities of what you can do, right? Like yes. In terms of Usability, customizability, all that stuff, right? Like yep, both custom absolutely. UIs, you know, interface with API, however you'd like, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, so, so that'll be super exciting. Um, yeah, I think we'll have to, yeah, we'll have, going back to what you were mentioning about the DAG serialization stuff that Cashwell's working on, we'll have to get him on to discuss that a little bit. More yeah, until maybe next absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fantastic to hear. I know he's got a lot going on right yeah. now with that. It seems like an interesting project that's way over my head. So I need to <laughs> learn a little bit more about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are lots of discussions and lots of comments of people. And uh, yeah, the, the difficult part there is really that you have to handle uh, a small environment and big ones. And then if somebody has thousands of bags, you ha it has to work well. And and yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. and they have the database communication. You have to like the database usage will increase dramatically yeah. uh, with that. And, and there are a number of number of uh, issues to be solved. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, especially that we also want to add versioning and how to do that. How to my oh yeah, lots of <laughs> this rabbit hole gets deeper and deeper. Yeah, yes. <laughs> never, yes. never ends. Yeah, no. it, it, it will end. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the hope. Man. It will end, and uh, we'll get. Uh, like the, the version that is right now being implemented for from from like ported ported from from what Google did from Composer is a very simple and solving the kind of like biggest pain points, but it's not uh, the final uh, solution that uh, that we will come up with. But yeah, but right. it, it will definitely help uh, for somebody who doesn't want to wait for 2.0, which will be sometime I don't know when exactly, but that will take some time to develop 2.0. That will be 
good if it gets to 1.25. Sure. So that yeah. it can easily migrate there. Definitely. Yeah. Well, before we wrap, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of some of the more immediate stuff that you're working on with hooks and operator kind of code generation? I know you're talking about, you know, generating pre-built templates and things like that, or is that... Uh, it's it's a bit of... Well, it's not a secret. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not. No, well, we can cut. We can cut it if we need to. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it's it's just a. Uh, let's say this is part of the the developer productivity that I was that I was talking about before. This is something that is very deeply in 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 my DNA, in DNA of Polydia, of the company I'm I'm from. Mm-hmm. And we when we start any kind of project, we really think how we can improve our productivity, improve our output. So like. My rule of thumb is really like when I start the project uh, and finish it, I want to be 10 times productive when I finish it, when I start it, because I've learned something, because I've built some tools, I made it much more, uh, uh, much easier to, uh, to work with the code, or even in this case, we generate some of the code. So, so our task, uh, what we've done so far, we've developed in Polydia like more than 80, maybe even 90 now, Operators for Google Cloud Platform mainly, uh, and that's a pretty, let's say, boring job. Um, if you implemented ten of them, like ten next operators using very similar APIs, using very similar um, similar services that you interact with, uh, it's, it's it's a bit boring. Uh, well, testing is not because you have to make sure that it works. You learn something. You learn how the new services work. So it's, it's really interesting. But writing the initial code mm-hmm. uh, where you have to make sure that you put all the parameters in, when you have to document them, when you have to create a structure, hooks and operators communicating with each other. Remember about all the small details, passing additional labels and stuff like that. That's boring. So we figured... Yeah, well, we can generate it automatically, and uh, and yes, like we did some spike to see if it's possible, and it turned out that Google has a, the Google APIs uh, are already using uh, Python code, which is generated automatically in some ways. So the the structure of all the APIs is basically the same, and we could figure out and read the metadata from the Python generated uh, APIs by Google, and put that meta- metadata into our code generating the, the scaffolding, as we named it, automatically for all the operators. So right now, what we do basically when we want to implement a new service, we just run the tool and we have everything, like pretty much everything, including, uh, including the tests and including the system tests that use the service. So we generate all the steps right now. I think like there are a few things missing, but we are adding them uh, right now as we speak. Uh, and and then we just really review that, run it, run the tests, uh, fix some maybe small problems that we found, and we have new operators. That's so, awesome. so that's something that we, uh, we right now uh, test a few more operator sets that we are adding. And we are adding new, new capabilities. And we, this project is, uh, is from the beginning, it, it's an open source. So also the idea is that anyone would be able to do the same if they need an operator for Google uh, Cloud Platform, they can just go, if it's missing, generate it, add it, and maybe using Breeze contribute it, run all the tests, because this all will be integrated, so you'll be able to easily run integration tests and system tests, uh, and, uh, and contribute it to Airflow, and we don't have to do it. We can just now, the idea is that 
since it's a little bit boring, we would like to start some new projects and do some new stuff. Like, yeah, like I, I, I cannot tell about the new stuff, <laughs> uh, but uh, but that that frees our capacity uh, for doing more interesting stuff. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and and this work actually. This work came from, from another piece of software that we developed, uh, which is a Uzi to Airflow converter. So we also helped Google to build an open source uh, an Uzi to Airflow converter. Uzi is a Hadoop ecosystem a workflow engine that uh, is not like, much worse than <laughs> Airflow, I would say. People don't necessarily love it as they love Airflow. Uh, and uh, but a lot of people are still using that from legacy uh, purpose for legacy purpose for legacy uh, reasons, and they are uh, we've developed an automated converter from uh, from Uzi XML workflows to, uh, to Airflow bags. Uh, so we generate Python code. It turned out to be fairly efficient, and the Python code generated. Uh, is 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 great and it's like it's user readable. It's actually as we uh, we focused on making sure that this uh, code looks like it was written by human. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a typical generated yeah. code, which is like unreadable. It's just really like if somebody wrote it manually. That was our focus, uh, and then we took that experience into the scaffolding part, generating the the operators and books automatically. And again, we have also the same focus that the generated scaffolding is. Just as if human wrote it, like, mm -hmm. like not not something very uh, very artificial. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, yeah, it's funny that, that, that it's it's great that that ties back into the whole narr narrative of software productivity with Breeze as well, right? Yes, like, yes, yes. Stuff. This is all like this, this is recurring. <laughs> Tell them. Where values are. <laughs> yeah, this is the recurring them that comes from my my past, like all the like more than twenty years of, of career in IT. I, I always work in something like that, mm -hmm. uh, either fully as a project or as a side project. Or, but but it, it was always the same. Like we started the project, and my first thought, like, what can we improve to make make it more interesting, less boring, faster, and better for our customers as well? Because 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 we, as a software agency, we work for the for our customers, and. And our goal is really to make our customers happy, and making them happy means uh, sometimes uh, like doing more for less. But you can't do it if you don't have tools to help you do that. So that's uh, that's yeah, that's the whole uh, idea and DNA of Polydia and myself. Yeah, well, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Tons of cool stuff coming in the pipe. It's exciting to hear. Yeah, yes. excited to see how this affects kind of speed of development. You know, yeah. it will yeah. do, do some good stuff for the community. I hope so, uh, and I really hope, like, because th this this is not GCP specific in any way. Like, uh, it it does use the the metadata from cloud platform, but then if we do that and then we open source, we hope also somebody can take this code and write their own scaffolding for different kinds of operators as well. Why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just through the way, like, just from where you get the data, and then the generation engine of the operators and can remain the same. Yes. Hey, Roger, we're saying that you want to start contributing to open source more. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are invited. <laughs> so we 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 soon like we have to still agree like, how exactly like it is already available on GitHub. So if you look hard, you will find it. <laughs> um, but but we have to think more of like how to uh, whether 
how to market it or how to you know, present it to the community uh, and it's like it's ready for our internal use but still requires a little bit more time for to, to, to be to be generally usable unlike the use to airflow use to airflow is really uh, now uh, released in the, in the in a way that can be used by anyone uh, it works for a number of cases there are still open issues and also there, if you if somebody wants to use UCT uh, Airflow, it's very easy to, con to contribute. There are open issues, uh, and I mean, like they are all prepared in uh, in the way that you can very easily start the project. Pretty much using the same uh, idea that when you check out the project, you just run it. You have all the environment working. You have all the pre-commit tests. Everything is there, and you can start contributing to that. Cool. And we can review your code and then commit it. We just don't work very actively on it because we reach the state that we wanted to reach. If somebody has more requirements, they can contribute their own code or ask us to do that as well. I mean, nice. we could do that if, if somebody wants, wants it. Yeah, well, we'll, definitely, we'll link to that. Use the Airflow Converter in the podcast episode description. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just so people can access it easily if they want to dive yeah. in there and check out yeah. some of the open issues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And we, we are happy to, you know, like, uh, discuss about like adding new features or implementing missing features in in it. Needed. Yeah. That's that's definitely something that we can, that yeah. We can do. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I don't have anything else for you unless there's something you want to plug. Varaj, um, I don't know if you have anything. No, yeah, this, this has been awesome. great. It's yeah. uh, so it's so interesting hearing your perspective and kind of the way that you're approaching some of the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well. No, that's that's it for me. Like, I'm super happy that I could come to New York uh, yeah. and be at the meetup yesterday and uh, do the workshop today and meet you guys uh, here. Uh, that's uh, that's really interesting experience to meet uh, those people that you interact with on the dev list daily. I met a few of them yesterday. It was uh, great to hear good feedback uh, from those people. Uh, great to see in person. And today we are gonna we're going to. Uh, uh, to um, be together, to spend a little bit more time while doing the workshop, hands-on, uh, and to, to learn about each other's needs. And that's that's super cool that that we have real Airflow users uh, coming and telling us about the problems they have, but also that we can enable them. Yesterday we had this discussion, like we have a ton of operators written internally. Uh, is it worth to... to, to uh, to contribute it, uh, the answer from me was like, "Yes, let's yes. try. You can do yeah. it now. It's easy." <laughs> and so that's the, the that was the idea uh, when we developed Breeze, and I hope more of those conversations happen today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Eric. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been great. It's been great Thank chatting you. with you. I'm excited to get this get this episode out to everyone. Thanks for yeah. inviting me to that. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Thanks to Yarek for coming on the show this week and for hanging out with us on his trip to New York. It was a true pleasure spending time with him and hearing his perspective on the state and future potential of Airflow. Next time, we'll chat with Ash Berlin Taylor about the Airflow 2.0 roadmap and some of the features you can expect coming down the line. See you then.